Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Wherever you are, this is the Interpreter's Workshop Podcast. I'm Tim Curry, your host. Here we talk everything sign language interpreting. The ins, the outs, the ups, the downs, the sideways of interpreting. If you're a student, a new interpreter, experienced interpreter, this is the place for you. If you want to know more, go to interpretersworkshop.com. Let's start talking interpreting. And now the quote of the day. This comes to us from a former U.S. president's wife, Eleanor Roosevelt. Do one thing every day that scares you. I'll let you figure out how this quote connects to today's topic. Something has been bothering me for several years when I've been teaching workshops or classes or just in discussion with other interpreters about how to improve our interpretation. Many interpreters have told me, I am not an actor. And I'd like to talk a little bit about that today, discussing a few things that Sigrid and Bruce talked about in our interviews together. And I'd like to expand on the idea of are we actors or interpreters or both? And it kind of boils down to the question, how do we make the clients feel as though they are speaking to each other and not through us? Let me take a second here to explain why I use the word client. In the U.S. and in some research circles, people do not use the word clients. They would say consumers, uh, mainly because of the way the interpreters are paid in those countries. Since most of my audience is from the European area, I'm using clients to make it clear what I mean or who I mean. So no disrespect is meant by using the word client. So how do we give them that feeling that they are talking to each other and not using an interpreter? Well, let's go back to the two interviews that I've had recently in the last few weeks, one with Sigrid and one with Bruce. Sigrid mentioned that spoken language interpreters do a lot of work in booths where they are kind of separated from the main area of or environment of the situation and they are listening to the language and they are working specifically on the content with that focus in mind rather than seeing through the eyes or the soul of the people who are their clients. They are great at what they do. They can really relay the context or rather content well, because they are focusing on that aspect of interpreting, and yet they are not seen. And specifically, we're talking about the conference or workshop situation. Most spoken language interpreters, they ignore music or songs that are being used uh, during a presentation or what have you. And they tend to be less engaging with a lot of the paralinguistics, the gestures or the pointing or, and so forth. And which makes it a little bit harder for their job because they can't see what's going on as much. Sigrid says that we, as sign language interpreters, are visible all the time. And therefore, we have to 
engage with our clients in a way that makes us seem more human. We need to remember that, that they are seeing us. We must feel that and know that we are human and act that way. Act in a way that gives them a feeling that we are part of this human connection that's going on. So Secret gives us that feeling of conference interpreters being less human because they are separate or separated in a booth rather than part of the interaction of the environment. And she says that because it's the opposite for us, being visible all the time to our clients. That makes us obviously human in this interaction, in this conversation. And therefore, we should remember that and act human rather than the abnormal way that sometimes we tend to be, like not answering questions that are directed to us or not looking people in the eye unless they are deaf, not greeting people normally as we should. All of those little things show how we are human and we understand the norms of this situation. Bruce mentions the same thing in that when he goes into a situation, he he looks around, he engages mentally with that place, the people, the context that makes it unique. And then he tries to fit into that situation naturally. In addition, Bruce mentions that he doesn't like to tell people in a crowded room to take turns speaking. He prefers to have the natural flow of the conversation, being able to show that one person's talking over another person. He may only give half of what they say or part of what they say when he then adds what someone else is saying. So it gives it that that interaction, that real engagement, the turn-taking flow of the conversation that's natural. And that connects to what Sigrid said, we're human. How do people communicate naturally? So keeping these two points in mind, being human and engaging naturally with both languages and cultures and how they communicate with one another. How do they engage with each other? How do they say it's my turn? How do they interrupt each other? And what is culturally appropriate? But what is also contextually appropriate? In other words, what's appropriate for this particular situation, for these particular people, for these particular goals that these people have? Being human and understanding the two cultures, therefore we can mediate how we behave in that culture, in that context, and create a better interpretation that makes people feel as though they are talking to each other. Being in the Czech Republic, many times I have used spoken language interpreters for myself. What I have found from all the, quote, professional, unquote, interpreters, those with degrees, tend to be very monotone, as Sigrid mentioned. A very high level of Czech or English with very little of the natural pace of the conversation, the turn-taking, the laughter, the humor, the inflection that should be there to give a different meaning. A lot of those things are lacking. Hey, guess what? I have a website, interpretersworkshop.com. Rate and review my podcast there. 
and sign up with your email to learn more news and information from me. For now, let's go back. One particular time I was giving a workshop for fellow interpreters here in the Czech Republic, and I had two spoken language interpreters, very qualified, highly skilled in both languages. But during the break, they told me, please do not use us as examples. Please do not make fun of us in front of everyone. And it, I was a little taken aback because I didn't remember making fun of them. But then I realized what I had been doing was using the interaction of the room at that moment as an example of what we as sign language interpreters should or should not do or whenever I say a certain phrase, then these interpreters need to think culturally, what does that really mean in Czech? Or do they need to explain it? So I was saying things like that. My goal was to make them feel comfortable, but they didn't see it that way. They felt as though I was putting them in the limelight or being visible. And it's interesting because as sign language interpreters, we're kind of used to being there, visible, and people trying to use us in the middle of what's going on. And I used to be upset about that. Not upset, but used to be uncomfortable myself. It's like, please let me do my job. You continue. You don't need to try to make little jokes. But that was the speaker's way of trying to engage with me as a human because they probably were uncomfortable with me being there. And so they're trying to involve me in the group so that I would be comfortable, so that they would feel more comfortable, that everything was okay, and we were all human, right? With my spoken language interpreters, that didn't work. It didn't feel as though now they're connected with us. At one point, they actually said to me, we can't do your jokes because we are not actors. We are interpreters. And I was like, huh, really? Interesting. Because I've always viewed interpreters a little bit like actors. We do need to take on the character of the clients so that each of the clients can understand how it feels coming from the other client. Let me give you an example. We do try to use first person. When we use first person in our interpretations, it's taking on the persona of that speaker so that the other person knows and is not confused. Wait a minute, who's speaking, who's not speaking? They know the interpreter is going to speak as though they are that person. So in my mind, an interpreter is acting. We are taking on the role of each participant. I kind of take that a little bit further by saying I can't be monotone. I have to give the inflection give the pauses, give the facial expressions of sarcasm or silliness or disgust, whatever it is, I have to add that to my interpretation, to my gestures, my body posture. All of that combines together to give the correct affect to the clients so they see each other in the interpretation. I have had that a few times in my career where Clients tell me, wow, I feel like I've actually talked to this person for the first time, or I really feel like I'm talking to them. When I hear things like that, 
I feel very good about what I have done for that situation. Professionally, I feel like I've done a good job. Doesn't matter what happened during that time, what mistakes I made, any of that. That doesn't matter. The fact that they feel as though they both have communicated to each other rather than through me, that makes it worth it. We have to be careful, though. Yes, I know each of us have our own skill sets of whether we can take on the character of these clients. And I don't mean truly take on the character. Don't become a caricature or a silly copy of these clients because then it looks like we're mocking them or making fun of them. We don't want that. We are not trying to be an award-winning actor. What we want to do are some simple little things. One, if they are gesturing, pointing, copy that to a certain extent. Try to follow their pauses. When they are talking or when they are signing, when they pause between a thought, we should do the same thing. Or if they're pausing for emphasis, we should also do that. We should try to copy their speed, their rhythm of expression, the style of their communication, their body posture. Try that just a little bit. Lean just a little bit like them or sit with a different posture that matches them especially if there are multiple people in the room. It's easier for us to show the body posture, the head tilt, the gestures, the facial expressions. Showing that subtly will also keep us from having to point all around the room. Say you're at a big table, you don't have to continually point at different people because the deaf clients would have to look every time and say, wait a minute, do you mean that one or that one or this one or that one? Not pointing every time allows the deaf client to see on you which person is now talking by your body posture or your head tilt, something that you have taken from them to show who is talking. So what do you think? Are we actors? Are we doppelgangers? Are we imitators? Are we interpretators? Are we interpreters? I think we're a little bit of both or a little bit of all. We need to remember the key things that Sigrid and Bruce mentioned. We need to remain human. And as a human, when we enter that space, we need to understand how we should behave in that environment, how they take turns, how they communicate, how they posture, showing who has authority, who doesn't, What's natural for this environment or for this engagement? What is natural? Learning to engage as a human, as an interpreter, means we need to recognize that the others want to feel this too. They need to feel as though they're talking to each other, not through us. Therefore, when we can take on that character, a few little gestures and elements of their character can help them feel as though they are communicating with each other naturally and right now in the moment. I hope this gave you a little bit to think about and consider during your next engagement as an interpreter. I enjoyed this time talking to you about my thoughts and ideas that have been 
running around in my head from Sigrid and Bruce, they both gave me another way of looking at what I have been seeing in my own experience and realize why people feel engaged with another person. Go on, be scared, but do it anyway, every day. I'll see you next week with a very, very special interview. Take care now.